Wendy Bell here for my friends at Swiss America. Did you know the U.S. Constitution authorizes only two forms of legitimate money, gold and silver? That's right. But our government abandoned gold and silver a half century ago. Meanwhile, gold and silver prices have rocketed in recent years due to growing economic uncertainty. So to help my listeners, Swiss America has a very special offer today. Silver Walking Liberty half dollars at the amazing low price of $12.50 each delivered. You heard me right, $12.50. Call now to reserve your silver coins at 800-630-1490. That's 800-630-1490. Silver Walking Liberty half dollars for just $12.50 each delivered while supplies last. Put a silver lining in your financial portfolio now by calling 800-630-1490. 800-630-1490. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. Order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. Call 800 800- 500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. With Angie, you could cross your next project off your to-do list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need, and we'll handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. Or browse reviews, compare quotes from pros, and connect instantly. All for free. For everything from routine maintenance to a dream remodel. Because however you want your project done, we'll get it done. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. You spend a third of your life in bed. That's why we make the most comfortable sheets in the very best way. I'm Scott Tannen. Eight years ago, my wife Missy and I founded Bowling Branch to create the new standard in bedding. We source pure organic cotton and put workers' rights first. Today, Bowling Branch makes the highest quality sheets in the entire industry. You'll feel the difference of our famous signature sheets. They're made from pure organic cotton and get softer with every single wash. Now's the perfect time to try Bowling Branch sheets, pillows, bath towels, and so much more. Each is made with super soft organic cotton by workers who are paid fairly and have come to feel like family. It's time to make the better choice and get the new standard in bedding. Visit BowlingBranch.com today for free shipping and returns. Experience a new standard of comfort at bowlandbranch.com and take 15% off your first set of sheets with promo code GOLD. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com. Promo code GOLD. Welcome back. This is the Loving Liberty Network, and this is the Liberty Mom Show. We're so glad that you stayed with us. We have a lot of interesting things to talk about. And we want to remind you that Liberty Moms are the original Secretaries of Defense. We are the real defenders of the home front. And we are so there when it comes to defending our families and our communities. And as Liberty Moms, I'm so happy to have my co-host with me today, Pamela Smith. I'm Delane England. And we are really feeling passionate about Liberty Moms stepping up and really taking charge and taking back our role as mothers and the role of fathers, not as women, but the men taking the role as fathers. 
and ra raising our children and helping to teach them these amazing principles. We've really gone through a, an era where we were told we can have it all, so we can have a career, you can work, you can have a family, you can do everything, and we've seen, of course you can, but you can see it comes at great expense. And I, I do not throw any daggers because I felt like, man, I have lots of energy, I'm healthy, I can do it all. So I really wanted to have a career while I had my family. In fact, I wanted to have a career instead of having a family for quite a long time. And then, thank goodness, my husband was very passionate about having a family, and we did have a family, and it was very difficult for me. I, I was an insurance agent. I loved working. I loved working. I just loved working. So I really didn't want to give it up, but I, I started to realize that my career was becoming, getting in the way of my ability to really focus on my children and spend enough time with them. And even even with not working outside of the home, still working, um, helping, we own, my husband and I own a business and working on the business, um, I, I just have so much more wisdom and I want to share with mothers, especially new moms as you're starting your family, it can be really hard and the world is screaming. Um, get a career, you know, you can have it all, do everything. The, your job is so important and it's so easily easy to get sucked into that. And I just want to, not from a place of judgment at all, but just a place of love. That You know, what I didn't realize when I was young and raising my family is how short it would be. How quickly, because it feels long, how quickly it would be my children would be raised and be empty nesters and I would still be very young and have a lot of years left to have a career and have a job and do these other things and have other interests. And so even though I really felt when I was raising my family that I was very focused on my family, I wish I would have focused even more on my family. So, and you did Pamela because you raised your, you homeschooled your children. So you really did spend a lot of time with your, with your children. And it is yeah. ever so no, and I think. You know, Delaine, I think we, we shouldn't look back with too much with regret because right. I can look back and say, man, I wish I would have done better. Of course, with hindsight, can't we do a lot better? But who's to say? I remember praying one time when my kids were young and I just thought, man, I see a lot of them coming and, and seeing a lot of my own traits and weaknesses in them. And I was praying one time um, about, and maybe this is a <laughs> I hope it's not too, um, it doesn't feel sacrilegious, but it really was what I did. I, I love talking to Heavenly Father, and I was just saying, I think I needed a new batch of kids. I mean, these these guys are too painful for me. It's I see too much weakness that I have instilled in them, and I think it's too late. I mean, I think my oldest was like 10 at the most, and so I was just overwhelmed with that feeling, and I remember the clear words that came is, um, Who's to say you'd do any better if I gave you a new batch of kids? Who's to say you'd do any better? And besides, they're not yours, they're mine. And it really was a beautiful, it was a little uh, humbling, but it was also, it took a lot of the pressure off. I think that when we try, that our children sense our sincerity. Yeah, we could do a lot better, couldn't we? If that would, if we were only doing one thing, I I could be a concert pianist, you know. But I only invest a little bit of that in my life because I'm trying to keep my brain active. Well, if I only did this little bits, 
But sometimes with a full house of kids, we're trying our best. And, and, you know, some of the, you know, people say, oh, I can't have more than one or two because it's too much and I might ruin them. I'm going, you know, some of the times that were the best were the free time that my parents were busy taking care of other things. And having siblings is so much fun. Having siblings and it, it just having fun. I think that it, I'm not, I'm not going to waste my energy regretting, but I would yes. like to give some advice to people who are going through that is have fun, enjoy it, know that it is short-lived, know that it will not, you will not be here forever. And it, when it feels overwhelming and exhausting, it's okay. Just enjoy it and have fun with it because it will be over before you know it. Absolutely. Gone. They will be raised in having their own children. Well, and, and I think with the issues that we're talking about in society today, a lot of times the parents don't know how to talk about it. So they talk about, let's talk about maybe transgenderism, gender dysphoria, and it is normalized at school. And parents don't want to say, oh, well, I don't want to be politically incorrect and I don't know what they're learning. So they avoid the elephant in the room at home. And I think that's really a big thing that they will regret in the future because if they don't um, relearn or or understand where mom and dad are coming from, from a home front base, then the children are absolutely going to um, adopt the philosophies that they've been taught at school. And I mean, I remember being taught um, we shouldn't kill someone who kills where it's like spanking a child and hitting them when they hit. And so I came home and I told my mom, you know, mom, I don't think that we should have the capital punishment. I think that, and she was just stunned. I was in high school and I said, um, I, I don't think so. And I have all my logic. I'm a debate, you know, person. I love to have this conversation. And she said, well, dear, huh? I think, Let's see what Heavenly Father has to say about it and why. And so she opened up the scriptures. I believe it's in Romans, but I've got to um, find that again. And the reason why is, is, I mean, of course it's not going to be pretty to have to mete out that judgment. But if someone doesn't have a consequence equal to their crime, they will continue doing that and it will ruin all of society. And so my mom talked me through that and I went, oh wow, I never even thought of that. It it never even occurred to me. It never even had come up until I went to school. And then I had the village. That's that's right. Raising you. That's not a, that's not even a teacher teaching what they think or mentoring you. That is the village trying to raise you with the village or the world's philosophies and ideas. Well, and don't we wish that that was the topic, but now we're talking about, you know what, you are a boy, your name is John, but you might be Elizabeth tomorrow because you you just don't know if you're really, are you sure? I mean, I was kind of an athletic girl. If someone would have said, hey, I, I could be almost all the boys, even in high school, they called me Muscle Beach because I could arm wrestle. What if someone in high school would have told me you're really a boy? I mean, Absolutely, think about it. Which happens nowadays. They're like, well, yeah. or if you're having any anxiety or emotional problems or you're depressed, they are literally telling our children, if you think 
this isn't a big issue. I just invite people because I've had several conversations this week with people saying, oh, my goodness, that's not even an issue. That's so minor. Like, why are you even talking about it? It's not an, an, it's not a deal. And they don't realize what is really going on and what's happening, not just in our schools, but in our society. This is a very, very big deal. And, of course, adults should be able to choose what they want to. Adults, but people need to be informed and educated and understand the real ramifications of it and what really happens. So I don't know if people are, I'm, I'm, bet, I'm betting people are probably not at all aware. We have actually had a bill in the House, Utah in the House of Representatives regarding this very topic to, it, this year it was HB 127, and it was a bill to protect our minors, our children, from having reassignment surgery or from receiving chemical castration because the drugs that you take to prepare to have reassignment surgery, um, they are they are chemicals that castrate you. They make you infertile and not make you, but they make the person who takes them infertile and they they do a lot of irreversible damage. Now the doctors will tell you it's all reversible. It's all reversible. But when you bring up the things that are not reversible, they're like, well, you can take voice lessons and you can, you know, you can get over that. You can overcome it. You can, I mean, they, they end up having to kind of admit that they're, it is irreversible. And especially the transgender, the people who have been through this, that they, we've had, I have several friends that have experiences that have transgendered and they are very open about speaking about children should never ever have this done because children are young and they're very influenced and they're very children's minds aren't fully developed they don't understand they can't understand the consequences you know a child might you might ask a child do you ever want to have children if you do this you can't have children they might say oh yes i don't want i don't want to have children but they don't really know they're so young they don't really know and and it's important that everyone is taught all the truth, the whole truth, everything, all the consequences. But the reality is children do need to be protected from this because they are so highly influenced and they are very young and it comes with so many very serious consequences. And one thing that I think everyone needs to understand is that 98% of boys, if they don't start on the, the, the chemicals, if they don't start on the prescriptions and don't have the surgery, 98% of boys will re-identify as adults to their biological sex. 88% of girls will. So that is the reason that Planned Parenthood and these universities, these, these doctors who perform this, that is the reason they want to get children because not very many adults want to transgender. What they've done is they've really brought this as an option for children to eliminate, they're telling them, eliminate, eliminate all their emotional, psychological, social ills. Young people are being held up as champions. They're being held up as they're getting all the attention and they're heroes if they're coming out saying they're, they want to have, be transgender. And so they're, they're really being manipulated and they're being used by a new it's, it's a new industry that is doing this. Absolutely. The, the tragedy, you know, you think about even Abby Johnson, who was the 
her, the story of unplanned. And I was sharing that with a friend the other day. This, the tragedy about Abby Johnson is, again, she was, she was in college, but she came from a very stalwart family, very family. rooted in values, but mm-hmm. she was kind of talked into it. They used the soft approach. Oh, we're trying to prevent actually abortions. When actually, yes. when she became the director, employee of the year and everything, and she said, hey, wait, I thought you said it was about on page three that we're supposed to be stopping abortions. And, and she got reprimanded for asking the wrong question that is on their very um, platform. And because her, her boss said, you know, abortions is what fund everything else. It's, she likened it to the hamburgers and fries, you know, you don't make money on the hamburger. What you make fr- what you make money on at a fast food store is the fries and the drink. And so you're really pushing that. And she said abortion is the fries and drink of, pre- of Planned Parenthood. And so we want to double that so that we can get more profit. And it became, Abby realized, but she had been working there for years and, and sadly had her own abortions, buying into the rhetoric that she was selling. And, you know, there is a buffer zone of people, I think, well-intending people that continue to perpetuate these false ideas. And but, but if you look at the roots of transgenderism, if you look at the roots, it all goes back to an ideology that is opposite of what we as Americans in a Judeo-Christian nation, and some people would still question now, but if you really understand the history, this is where we were founded from and and it's the antithesis of that and so it's it's really sad that people who profess to be religious who profess to uphold the constitution in the state of utah with this bill that you bring up are actually advocating the opposite and are actually making children victims and 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 irreparable damage done in the name of, oh, we need to just let them make their choices. If we look at it from a historical background, you know, like looking back at history, we can see that that is not true and that it's going to be very detrimental. Utah has a lot of children that are vulnerable to, well, if it's legal, it must be right. Somebody must feel like, and so our, our legislators are accountable for that, whether or not, they're part of that buffer ignorant zone, or if they're knowingly doing it, they parents need to step up. The family unit has got to step up individuals to, to call out what is happening and not just be angry when we're talking across the fence, but make some phone calls. I mean, Delaine, you're a really good example of that. When I saw you at the UN speaking up and having enough courage to speak truth to, you know, even kids that were liberal to the, the max. But when Delaine was talking to them, it was amazing. I just felt like, wow, here is this, these two girls that have no knowledge of, of, of what history actually happened. They were, public ed, you know, and their kid and their parents were um, immigrants and they were actually speaking against um, the, the principles of liberty and advocating for what we don't, which is really, I hate to say it, what most 
youth of today are doing. Yes, they, they are. are buying in. Their families are failing at the home front. Because uh, that's what they're being taught. Yeah. But speaking of this bill, um, my own legislator, Representative Ray Ward, who is a doctor, and I, by all accounts, seems like a really good doctor. Everyone that I meet people all the time that say that he's their doctor and they really like him. But he has been the one person in our state who has worked very hard against. He has been very, very effective in stopping this bill from going forward. Because he's a doctor, he is, he is managed, and because he's a representative, he has managed to, you know, make amendments and kind of just do things. Well, I'm going to go talk to the doctors at the U of U. He is very, very supportive of anybody who wants to have this done, including children, they should have it done. And I feel that that transition from their gender, their original gender to the opposite gender. Yes, he's supportive. So he's fought this bill. He has been he has done more damage to this bill than anyone in the state of Utah. He's been very, very on the front lines. Representative Rex Shep is the sponsor of the bill, and I've been working with him very closely for four years, and he has really stood strong. He stood up, and we have been working, and he has been amazing, just fighting just to get this bill out where it can be voted on. And what's interesting is I talked to legislators, and the legislators, I mostly spent more time in the House because that's where the bill has started. But overwhelmingly, the House members want this bill. They want, they believe in it, they agree with it, they will vote for it. They feel that it is very important that our children are protected. Five years ago, we only had five children in the entire state of Utah, which is five too many, that went through cross-sex hormones and surgery or or surgery. And last year we had over a thousand children. So you can see in such a short time, that's why I say it's become a new industry because from in five years we've gone from five children to over a thousand children that have been subjected to this. And 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 it is absolutely irreversible. And what I don't think people realize is that Planned Parenthood is the second largest prescriber of these these drugs, of these, yes. And so they, and they, even one of their employees came out and said that abortion is one and done. You do one, 500 bucks, and you're done. This transgender stuff is so amazing because we will have them as a patient for the rest of their life, and we will make $500,000 on each patient over a lifetime, not immediately, but over a lifetime, we'll make $500,000. So that's a lot more than $500 in an abortion. And what so a tragedy can, to demote human beings to a dollar sign. Yeah, it is, which is what they did with abortion. Yeah. Abortion was designed to demote human life and the value of human life to under the guise of convenience under the guise of this is going to protect you and be help you under the guise of this is for women. We want to help choice. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and so this has taken it just to the next level. Now that the children are born that weren't aborted, then we're going to be able to stop them from having children. We will stop them from having a family. This is a way to separate the children from their parents, cause all kinds of anxiety and pain between children and parents. And they're looking for an answer. And the most sad part of all is that 
it rarely is the answer. You just see so many children go through this. And then after they get on the other side, they're like, I thought this was going to help me feel better. And it, it has not proven to do that. And I'm well, not and saying that no child has ever grown up and just said, you know, there are people who say that it is their answer, but by far the most are saying it's, it, they're still having the same issues and maybe more. Well, and you think about Ray Ward, who is an, a doctor and supposedly an expert, but he is stopping the way of other dialogues because there are a yes. lot of other medical doctors who are not advocating for the same way as Ray Ward. And By so far, maybe most doctors can... do not agree. Most doctors won't do this. It's a very small, just a very select group of doctors who are even willing to do this. Most doctors say absolutely not. And maybe Ray Ward might change his mind kind of like Gary Herbert, because Gary Herbert, you know, forced um, Common Core upon us. And then at the last minute when it was expedient, he said, oh, I don't want Common Core. So you might be um, surprised to see Ray Ward change his mind, but I still think the dialogue, it's worth um, contacting him and asking him the hard questions. It is always worth contacting. It's always worth the dialogue because it is so, so very essential and important to our young people. So I wanted to talk about, you know, we were talking about ways that children, this is, this is a plague on our children, but there are things that we as moms can do to help our children avoid and overcome depression and anxiety and all these mental illness issues. And, you know, one thing that I learned as a teacher is how the brain is developed because you're working with children while, while their brains are being developed. And what I discovered through science and evidence in many studies is that, you know, there's millions, literally millions of brain cells in your brain and they're long you know, tubes kind of thing that are going through your whole brain. And the way that the brain is developed is only really being developed when the blood is flowing and the blood flows much faster when your body is moving and when you're using your five senses. So studies show that when a child is touching, feeling, smelling, moving, jumping, bouncing, doing all these physical things, that that increases and speeds up the brain development. That's why children really don't need to sit in a desk to be smart. They need to play. They need to be active. And that really supports the brain development, and they're able to learn and think. And, and it also not only develops the brain on intellectually, but it also develops the brain um, with, well, it our emotions are somewhat intellectual, but they found that when a person is moving, it literally physically changes the structure of the brain. And that physical movement is one of the best answers to the mental mood. We know that endorphins are released when we're moving. There are so many studies. 2013, there was a study on depression and movement and found that when people are moving, they get fresh air, they go outside and they're moving around. It really is amazing on how much it reduces mental illness or anxiety or strife and definitely depression. So that is a great way. And I just think this is a perfect time of summer. As moms, let's go and take our kids places, do activities. They're learning. And you know, as a homeschool mom, the best way the kids to learn is to move and do things. Amazing. So our time is up. Thank you so much for joining us. And remember that you are the guardian of your liberty. Have a blessed day. 